Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601-825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. Calm. All right. So as I was sitting around watching Prime time. Well, great game. Man, that's the first Saturday in a long time y'all ain't had to work. We'll get to that too. That's the first Saturday in a long time I ain't had to work. So I sat back. My girlfriend went out of town up to her folks up to her folks. I was like, I'm just gonna veg out on football today. And just, just let's take it back, rewind things a few years. Like I'm a single man again. Just sit on the couch, watch football all day. And I have to answer nobody. The Colorado TCU game was first up. Man, made me just watching that game made me fall back in love with college football again. I was like, "This is great." I both defenses were terrible. I could have scored on them. <laughs> I'm kidding. They were bad though. And I run to the I, I go to make a B double E double R U N. I'm like, I'm going to go get some beer. It's after lunchtime now on a Saturday. All's fair. So I go to the store, and of course, the game ends. When I'm in the store, I see the, the final score. And Dion and them pulled it off. They had won. What was it, 47 to 44, something along those lines. High-scoring game. I mean, Dion, he's got, he's got potentially three Heisman Trophy candidates on that team. We're going to see how the year shakes out. Uh, I think number one, of course, is Travis Hunter who for the first time, I think in 20 years, we watched a player play a substantial amount on both sides of the ball. Amazing to watch. That was so fun. That was a big recruit that came to Jackson. That was that number one overall recruit, Dion's first big recruit that came to Jackson. He he barely played at JSU, I think, because of injuries and whatnot. But that was that's what got JSU all them headlines, that number one recruit. That was Travis Hunter. Big grab, man. We're seeing just how big of a grab that was. For Dion, yeah, there's another uh, running back or is a wide receiver, last name Edwards. Well, obviously, he's he reeks of greatness. He's got the right last name. And then, of course, his son, Schroeder Sanders. I think he threw for over 500 yards, five touchdowns, something crazy. Had a amazing game. And um, I just can't say enough good things. I love and watching an underdog win. I love it. Dion was also the first new head coach of a program that was a 20-point underdog or more to win their first game that wasn't an interim coach first. So, pretty cool stuff there. And then in the press conference, in the press conference, Dion says this. He just peed all in my Cheerios. I mean, I'm all like, I'm, I'm ready to order some Colorado Buffalo gear. I'm like, this is great. And then Dion says this. When you see a confident black man sitting up in here, talking his talk and walking his walk, that's kind of threatening, isn't it? And dang it, Dion. I mean, I was just all in, boots on ground, go buffs. Hashtag go buffs. Hashtag prime time. And you had to go make it about your blackness. Can I just... I think it's, you did a great job. I, I, I was so fired up, I'm, I made a TikTok about this, y'all. I only make TikToks when I'm mad, when I'm mad, mad. Like, I, I want to pull for you. How about just get up there and talk about overcoming adversity, proving the doubters wrong, dancing on the haters' graves. Nan and a boo-boo. But no, I had to go... It's uncomfortable seeing a confident black man. No, it's not. And, you know, furthermore, I love to play a game called Is This Racist? Now, if I sat up here on this radio show and said, mm-hmm, 
Y'all can't stand to see a confident white man. Makes y'all uncomfortable, don't it? That that would be racist. I'm just gonna tell you that that would that that would be racist. I wouldn't say that either, by the way. I mean, for some reason, man, we just keep giving folks pass anytime the word black is thrown in there instead of white. It's 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 power to the people. But you're alienating a big group of folks, my friend. You're alienating a big group of folks. It was actually a bit of an eye opener for me because I know I can have the tendency to alienate. A lot of folks too. So it was a nice little eye opener for me. I'm gonna I'm learn a lesson from from what I heard from Dion Saturday. I still pull for him. I want him to do well. It was fun to watch. Fun to watch. Fun to watch these. But it's hard to call TCU a traditional school. But they did just play for a national title here recently. I mean, they're they've been good for a long time. But they're, you know, in Texas, they're, they're also ran, though, because it, it ain't, they ain't, they ain't Texas A&M and they ain't Texas. But, uh, they've done, they've held their own. They've had more success than either one of them have had in the last 20 years. Let's see here. Let me read some more of the Guns and Gear text. Unknown Texture says, have you seen Dion's post-game interview making their, oh yeah, <laughs> I guess I should have read their text sooner. Yep. You're welcome. Jerry says, be nice to Dion. He's a pioneer. First black kid coaching football to ever win a game, ever. That's how he was acting. That's how he was acting. One more text says, if I'd had my Druthers, I'd rather watch a prime rib cook than anything prime time. <laughs> man, I tell you what, I ain't never cooked a prime rib, but it's on my hit list. It is definitely on my hit list. What do y'all think, man? Does it matter to y'all? I mean, clearly it does because y'all were texting to me about it before I even said anything. Like, just just enjoy the victory, man. Y'all were 1-11 last year. You've already equaled last year's win total. Got Nebraska coming up at home. You know, I think, I don't see any reason why. So y'all play like you did this week that you won't beat Nebraska. Just, just keep, 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 I don't want to say keep your blackness to yourself. But just don't make it about your blackness. You're bigger than that. You're Deion. You're Deion Sanders. You're a natural icon. National icon. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. we got plenty more to talk about. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Phone line, 601-879-0002. And I'll tell you what, we'll take a call real quick. John called in. Hey. Yep. John, call back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. And uh, we're going to talk about a story here very soon about, uh, about, about how you, why it's important to go to Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. But look, it's plain and simple. They got two great locations to serve you. One in Pearl, one in Madison. You can find them online, GracieSouth.com. They got adult jujitsu classes taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt and former South Jacksonian himself, Mr. Chance Shepard. They have children's jujitsu classes. What a great way to keep teach your kids bully prevention and Discipline. And if your daughter wears a romper to a Morgan Wallen concert, they could be the next romper stomper. We're going to get to that, I promise. They also have women's kickboxing classes. Also, so you can wear a romper and be the romper stomper at a Morgan Wallen concert. <laughs> There's a theme here today. They uh, Also, they have women's self-defense classes, a.k.a. romper stomper. Women is taught in a no male intimidation atmosphere. Uh, learn how to defend yourselves. If you uh, if you want to go check it out this week, the first week is free. Followed up with that, follow that by mentioning that you heard it on the show, and you're going to get twenty percent off moving forward on all your expenses. That's right. So Gracie South Jiu Jitsu and Kickboxing, and of course they have women's self defense classes, kickbox aerobics, basically cardio kickboxing. 
adult jiu-jitsu, children's jiu-jitsu, and women's self-defense classes. So check them out. GracieSouth.com. Let's go to a call. Hey, John, thanks for calling back. Good morning. Uh, I listened to the Dion uh, interview, and I did wonder, like, well, how was race interjected into this conversation? His blackness, I guess, as you would call it. And I said, well, what was he trying to say? I'm trying to figure out where was he going with this. And I guess I think he was angry at a reporter who had written some really negative stuff about uh, Dion taking over Colorado and what the prognostication would be or projection would be for how they would finish or, you know, the season. So I think he was a little angry, a little frustrated, and I think uh, that came, that comment was made out of anger to some degree. But then again, I think that comment probably was made because if you look around college football, uh, there is an absence of African-American coaches. Uh, if you look at the SEC, the SEC has only had, I think, they had Sylvester Croom uh, was the first African-American coach from 2004 to 2008. First yes, African-American yes I, 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 I'm very familiar with the Sylvester Croom era. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we yeah, we but, barely, my fandom barely barely survived it. Yeah, but here's the thing. You had Jackie Sherrill before that, and he put the program on probation, and folks forgot that Jackie Sherrill, uh, he put so Sylvester Croom inherited a team, I believe, on probation. If so we if, if we can win another SEC West title, I will gladly follow that up with probation. Yeah, you know, so I was like, yeah, but here's the thing. This is what I would tell you. That's what I think when you listen to Dion's comments, to some degree, there's some truth to it when he says you're not used to seeing it because on Saturday we don't see a lot of African-American head coaches in college football. We can look at the SEC, Big Ten. It, it's sprinkled here and there. And so to some degree, he may be trying to highlight that, hey, there may be a problem here. If I'm an anomaly, when 75% of players uh, that play college football or pros uh, African-American players, uh, you, you wonder, like, well, where, where's the mentoring or the coaching trees for the African-American coaches? So you do think something might be, there might be something amiss here. And I think he does believe that there may be some degree of racism. Hey, let me ask you. look out there and you see that. Let me ask you this. And, and, yeah. and, I, and I, I'm being, this is a dead serious conversation here. Yeah. Okay, so there are, obviously, there are a lot of white coaches do you think that's because you have more – and I do not know this, this is why I'm asking. Do you think that's because you have more white coaches that that work their way up through the system from high school to college to grad assistants yes. to, to position coaches, so on and so forth? So there's just, that, more, there's just more white candidates to choose from where – let me finish, let me finish the thought that. real quick. Hold I on. do believe that. Right. I do believe that. Okay. I do believe that, yes. And I have a theory – I have a theory on the lack of black head coaches because of yeah, that. But, here, here's but hold on, hold on. I'll let you finish. Let me finish. Um, I have a theory on it. A lot of these very successful black head coaches now are former athletes. We can agree yeah. on that? That's true. Okay. Do you think that could be because so many of these, these modern athletes made so much money while they were playing that they just don't have to get into coaching? You know, anybody that retired, I don't know, pre-2005 or 10, let's just say 2010. That'd be 10, 13 years ago. They made so much more money than like what even a Dion made in his career that they just don't have to come back down and, and, and start at the bottom? Well, you know, I'll say if you look at the 13 years, I'll say the salaries were so big. Yeah, okay, but here's what I'm getting at. I don't think you have to be a former professional athlete to be a good coach. Me either, at, we, at all. Bill Belichick yeah, we, didn't yeah, play football. We can, yeah. yeah, you look at some of the best coaches, they were not professional athletes as, as coaches. And what I will tell you is... Most NBA coaches back, weren't never even played basketball, you know? Yeah, but, but what I will go back to is you have to look at the mentoring and believing that this guy has potential and, you rec- and the recommendations to, to get into college football. The boosters have to be okay with you hiring you know, a black coach, you know, and you, you have to know your boosters. You have to know your market. And a lot of times, I'll give you the SEC prime example, you know, the boosters just were, he was one and he stayed four years, but the SEC, the boosters may not want it. They just don't, they, they don't feel comfortable with it. So until the boosters and alumni feel comfortable, 
with more diversity in these coaching trees as head coaches, you won't see it because the boosters run the programs. That's just alumni and boosters. That's just it. So that's why you don't see it. So basically these ADs, they know what the boosters want. It's, it's a wink and a nod, but they know, okay, yeah, we may interview and we'll meet the NCAA's guidelines for interviews, but the boosters don't want it. That's just the way it is. You know, that's the bottom line, you know. So I, so there is a problem. I mean, when you look out there, there's a problem. And it's, I would say it's systemic to some degree when you start to talk about the coaches because college football has been around a long time. And you've seen, you, you know, there are coaches out there, but, again, they don't even get the, the interview. So, again, it's back to boosters and money. So and if the boosters don't want it, do you, you, think, don't, you don't get Do you think that the best person should get the job regardless of their race? You know, and I always say this. I always believe the best person should get the job. And, and, and that's one thing I believe. But what I will say is opportunity. At least open the door and expand your horizons a little bit. Because if you're saying, well, okay, I only want uh, 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 Jimbo or I only want uh, Harbaugh. Or I only, these are the only guys that I'm looking for. I'm only looking for Power 5 guys or I'm only looking for guys that are clearly established. But what about the guys that have done a good job in high school, junior college, uh, HBCU coaches? But, again, it comes down to the boosters, my friend. If the boosters don't want it, you know not to even entertain it. You can have an interview, but you know you better not hire them because the boosters don't want it. And if the boosters, the boost, that's what money is, my friend. So there is a problem out there. I mean, so Dion, he's highlighted something. I don't, I don't know if he was doing that on purpose, but if you think about it, SEC's had one, one. Bo- boosters, so, you know, boosters he, want winners. If there, if there's a, if there's a hot shot young black uh, defensive or offensive coordinator out there, mm-hmm. they're gonna get a shot. I mean, Kevin Samuels, well, I, Kevin Samuels, yeah. is that his name? That uh, coached A and M, coached Johnny Manziel, and Mike Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin, well, Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, you know, he, he he got he got a shot, and you know, just yeah. couldn't quite get over the hump, and got fired like everybody else does. You know, after yeah, four yeah, or five that's years. True, but but what he I'll got another is, shot. He needed to back the coach. No, he's not. The, he went back to Houston, I think. And now, you know, then they ended up going another direction. But I mean, yeah. he he well, people, people get shots if you if you win if you get a Heisman quarterback uh, QB. Like, look, here's the deal: if Dion wins ten games out there this year. Um. Well, I don't know. Schroeder's got what two years? However much eligibility Schroeder got left, that's how long Dion's going to be out there. Yeah, if, if he if he wins, because I don't think he's going to drag him across the country again to go to another school. But yeah, but I, that's what Dion. I think that's where I think he was. That's where I think he was going with that. Is it is on Sunday or Saturday? You look up there. There just there just no African American head coaches. You know, sitting out there on Saturday or Sunday. So that's you a, do have to ask yourself. So so I got you on I got you on record saying it should be based on meritocracy. Yeah, big deal. Of course, of course. Okay. All right. Thank but have a good day, sir. But I'll say this, and I and I want I want to say this before I go. If you believe that everything's based on meritocracy, you have to think. Remember, women were not allowed to be officials at one time. So now you have female officials. See, that's the opportunity. That's called opening the door. That's that diversity thing that everybody cries about, that it's reverse racism or what have you. But gender equity is the same thing. That's diversity. That's bringing women into the programs to be coaches, to be kickers, to be whatever, you know. That's diversity. And if you have daughters, mothers, and wives, remember, the 19th Amendment was diversity. That was giving women the right to vote, giving them it. That's inclusion. So that's that diversity program we all like to talk about. We just like to think it's about race because it's a good political narrative. Well, that's what it's been bastardized into. Thanks, John. Have a great day. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got him on record there on meritocracy because if he didn't agree with that, I'm going to say that we know we're going to have to. We're going to have to even things up in the NBA. Too many black players. We're going to, we're going to need a couple more. We've got to have the perfect amount of black, perfect amount of Asian, perfect amount of white. Every NBA team should look like their community. <laughs> uh, in Houston, in Dallas, we're going to need a lot more Spaniards on these NBA teams. In Salt Lake City, they need to be all white, right? I'm being a bit facetious, but... um. I don't know. I, let's not make it about race, Dion. That moral of the story. Let's not make it about race. Let's read a couple of y'all's text messages. We got some breaking news from uh from down at the uh, UMC too, or Baptist Hospital, I believe. Uh, Jerry says, 
Female got a job in the NFL because she was female, not on merit. You know the the Sarah girl, the 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 referee. She's good. I've I've met her. Uh, she's good. Uh, Charlotte says I'm not a football fan, but just in general, what happened to hiring the best qualified coaches? Leave race out of it, and it goes away. For, and that goes for any profession. Yep. Let's see here, David. This is a lot, brother. Um, let's see here. What happened to act like you have already been there? You did not win because you were black. But his comments are not surprising to me. He does not know when to put the crap on the back burner. Why is it that why is it the black people and black coaches do not feel they are not successful until they are at white schools or white companies, but in the same breath they are talking about how racist white people are. So the same theory. The white men the white man is, is colder. Why are you so concerned about coaching at school anyway? I don't know that I quite understand that one. Uh, I need to go back and read it. I mean, look, there's there's tons of black head coaches at uh, be, uh, predominantly black schools, you know, the HBCUs. I mean, there's black head coaches. There's good black head coaches at the HBCU level. And, and look, I ain't been a head coach. I, I I rarely play sports, but I would just say this: if I if I wanted to, if I wanted to work my way up. You know, a lot of these guys, they start off as these grad assistants, these basically hardly no-paying jobs at these colleges. And they work their way through the system. You know, it's not a lot of, you know, it's kind of weird, man, what I gather from coaching. There's not a lot of guys that go coach high school football, and then then they take a, or let's just say they're a head coach at a high school. Then they take a position coach somewhere at a, at a small college. And then they work their way up to, Offensive or defensive coordinator, and then and then head coach. It's not, it's not usually how it works. I mean, if you're in high school, they don't look at you like a lot of a lot of high school coaches ain't made it to the next level. It's weird, at least to the best of my understanding. Let's take a break. Come back, shift gears, discuss some breaking news down at uh, Baptist Hospital. There's been a murder suicide. We'll take a dive into it. We'll be right back. You know, throughout our lives. So let's try to end cancer forever with the American Cancer Society. And their real men wear pink campaign. Of course, now it's just called men wear pink. I guess the word real was offensive. Not to me. I'm still doing it. I'm still calling it real men wear pink. So if you're interested in donating, shoot me a text. 769-241-1944. I'll send you the link to donate. All right. So something that went extremely viral last week. But, you know, as you kind of go into a three-day weekend, things can lose momentum. And, you know, by the time you get to Tuesday and the people are outdoors doing stuff, you forget it even happened. So I want to remind y'all of the porta potty brawl at the Morgan Wallen concert in Pittsburgh. And the queen that we didn't know we needed, the hero that we didn't know we needed, that was birthed from the porta potty brawl, a.k.a. Romper Stomper. Maybe you've seen the video, maybe you haven't. It's uh, it's all over the interwebs. A bunch of women standing out in front of some red porta potties. They start fighting, and then this blonde romper stomper. She's called a romper stomper because she's wearing a one piece romper and she's doing some stomping. I mean, she was like the stone cold Steve Austin of romper stomper wearers. Walk, walking mud holes and kicking them dry or something like that. Anyway, it's phenomenal, and then kind of find out. The woman that she's defending was her mother. So apparently Romper Stomper had broke in line, un- unknowingly, allegedly, broke in line and gone into a porta potty. Well, her mom was guarding the porta potty because she, the girl was wearing a one-piece romper. So if somebody had walked in, you know, it'd have been pretty bad because I'm guessing the only the way you the way you had to do a romper is you basically had to get butt naked to use the bathroom. You had to take it off from the like, top down, not not bottom up, you know. Anyway, you get the point. It would have been bad if somebody had opened the door. So mama was guarding the door. Well, while mama's guarding the door. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Joe said, stomping mud holes and walking them dry. I, I I was just all tied up on that one this morning. Romper Stomper was stomping mud holes and walking them dry. Thank you, Joe, on the Guns and Gear text line. So while mama's guarding the door, the girl that she bit butt in line tries to fight mama. Now, keep in mind, mama's younger than me. 
Mama probably ain't 40 years old. The daughter ain't between Romper Stomper ain't but 21. Man, Romper Stomper comes in out there. Somebody's recording this confrontation. And out of nowhere, Romper Stomper comes in. She's laying haymakers. She done got one girl by the hair that snatched her out the porta potty, just dropping bombs like Hiroshima, stinging them like bees. And then somewhere, bro, she hit that Street Fighter Huroga kick. Man, I'm talking about WWE, AEW, signed the Dana White, where you at? We got the new Ronda Rousey. Ladies, did you like what you saw in that video? Do you want to be Romper Stomper? Get out to Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. See, I told you I was going to pull all this together. I was going to pull all this together. You can be the next Romper Stomper if somebody's picking on your mama at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. To me, this is the greatest video that I've seen in a long time. And the fact that it happened at a porta potty at a Morgan Wallen concert... Makes it a hundred times better. Makes it a hundred times better. And come to find out, I'm looking on outkick.com here. It says it looks like uh, the girl's name is Delaney D. Sabato. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. She's a 21-year-old nursing student. And uh, it looks like she is not quite ready to step out of the, to step out of the limelight. Uh, Playboy has reached out and asked her to jump into the mix and sent them an invite, sent her an invite to join their exclusive content platform, which she did. So she's uh and based on her Instagram photos, she's been training for this day for a long time. I mean every other picture is a scantily clad bikini. So you love to see it. You love to see it. Hashtag good guys win again. Somebody messing with my mama. Be the same outcome. I ain't gonna see me in a romper. But uh, good stuff nonetheless. Romper, stomper. They've already, I mean, uh, Costume City, what are those? Uh, hold on. I got the best meme ever. Uh, <laughs> Spirit Halloween. It's going to be the costume of the year. They Apparently, they're already offering it online. It's called the Romper Stomper. It includes Romper, Stomper, Romper. Ninja skills not included. <laughs> I sent that to my girlfriend yesterday. I said, I got your Halloween costume. Like 15 minutes went by. She takes what? I waited another nine minutes just to be a jerk and reply with the picture. Romper stomper. I'm kidding about that. Anyway, good stuff there. Every now and then we need a, the world needs a hero. Somebody we can all get behind. And uh, this week, it's the new Queen Bay. It's Romper Stomper in Pittsburgh. At the Morgan Wallen concert. And that, that's funny about the Morgan Wallen concert part of this is so, y'all know, we went and saw Morgan Wallen in Oxford. We were at the show that didn't get canceled, mind you. And I had the smallest bladder in the world. And uh, apparently so does my girlfriend. So anyway, about every half beer, granted they were 24-ounce beers, I needed to use the bathroom. Bad. And uh, Ole Miss... The stadium ain't built for that many people, and their bathrooms ain't built to handle that many people. When you include all the people on the ground and stuff, the women's bathroom situation was an absolute debacle. And it's something we still talk about to this day is how long uh, she had to wait in line to use the restroom at the Morgan Wallen concert. So I understand these women's frustrations here. And it would have behooved Vault Hemingway to have had some porta-potties lined up like they did here. Let's read some of your texts on the Guns of Gear text line. Tyler says, Romper Stomper has me rolling in my truck this morning. LOL. Hey, look, man, every now and then we got to have, have a good time too, right? Every now and then we got to have fun. Um, all right, I'll, that's not necessarily related to that. I'll get back to that. Let's see here. Let's look on the text line. I, I mean, I'm serious. You know, I know I'm kind of jokingly tie that back into Gracie South, but I'm being serious at the same time. You know what's crazy, too? Romper Stomper said that's the first fight she's ever been in. Bro, if I was a betting man, I, I'd have put 100 on fifth, sixth fight at minimum. And she at minimum, she trains Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Or, or well, actually, probably not jiu-jitsu necessarily. She's more, more of a striker 
kickboxing. She does kickbox aerobics at minimum. They offer that at Gracie South, by the way. <laughs> Corey, Corey says, didn't Sean wear a romper in NOLA this weekend? We're going to we're gonna save Sean's uh, New Orleans antics till tomorrow's show, and we're going to have a discussion with Sean about uh, his weekend in NOLA. Uh, <clears throat> Robert, uh, Robbie says, don't forget, Mama slammed that girl at the end. That's right, Mama did. Body slam old girl at the end. Let's see. <laughs> Unknown texture says, dudes in the Grove have been wearing rompers for years. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Hell State. Oh, man. Uh, circling back around to a, I hate to mix in, I hate to weave in and out of serious topics, but uh, Woodrow said, cancer is a money machine. I was in an interview with a major company in 1980 when my when they discovered mono, monoclonal antibody therapy, but the medical money makers, i.e. doctors and diagnostic medical equipment manufacturers, prevented that. It's all about the dollar. Yeah, man, I've been saying for years, and of course, I'm sure I heard it from somebody else, and it's a phrase that I've used to describe what's going on in Jackson the same way. The money ain't in the cure. The money is in the medicine. You know, it's like if we save Jackson, it would cut off a lot of the, the government funds that are constantly being sent here to fix Jackson. They don't want that. <laughs> if you, there's, only, there's only one payment when you, when you cure something. There's a lifetime of payments when you have to Keep, keep someone on medicine. And that's actually going to be our next topic going into the next, uh, when we come back from this next break. I watched, I finished up the documentary or docu-series or uh, the, the remake, however you want to word it, uh, Painkiller. We're going to be, we're shifting a lot of subjects today. A lot of things I want to talk about. Uh, Painkiller is about, it's on Netflix, it's about Purdue Pharma and Oxycontin. And, and I think I... I'm just. I'm going to guess y'all aren't going to like my opinion on this. Y'all are not going to. Y'all probably aren't going to agree with me on it. I'll be surprised if you do. Let's go ahead, take a break, come back, and let's talk about painkiller. Whose fault was OxyContin? Who is really to blame for OxyContin? Was it OxyContin? Was it Purdue Pharma? Was it the doctors, or was it the federal government who approved it? Let's talk about it. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's. All right, welcome in. Hour two, the realest show on the radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron right here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Guys, I just want to remind y'all, uh, we're, we are 100% funded by small business. Or big business. <laughs> throw that out. How about non-taxpayer money? We're, we're funded by businesses and their support of us and them wanting to reach y'all. You know, they don't, it don't mean they agree with what we say. But they know that we've got a very dedicated audience here that will support this radio station and its sponsors. Some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. You know, uh, it, it helps to have a great marketing plan together and have a great message, and uh, we can help you with that. So, uh, if you're interested in advertising, would love to have you. I mean, look, make no qualms about it. I'm doing this full time now, so it's time to it's time to go out here and get a few more sponsors. I've got two or three spots available here on the show. I've been saving the phone line and the studio sponsorship, you know, for somebody who's ready to make a, a, a nice commitment, a nice long-term commitment of at least a year. You know, if you, if you think that may be something you or your business are interested in, let's talk. Shoot me an email, clay at wyab.com. That's clay, C-L-A-Y, at wyab.com. Let us see what we can do for you. We can advertise you on my show, Jameson's show, Mike Madison, Allison, and, of course, Kim Wade in the afternoons. These are these are some of those, these are some of if not the highest rated talk radio shows in the area, most popular talk radio shows in the area. The Clay Edwards Show podcast is one of the one of if not the most downloaded podcast in the state of Mississippi that's produced locally. You know, obviously Joe Rogan and that type of stuff does way bigger numbers, but see if you can afford to advertise there. Loan me a couple bucks if you can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we we do well. You know, like people listen to what we say. You know. Big social media followings, you know. So people are listening. People are tuning in. They might not always agree. I mean, you need haters too, but they, but they, but they also buy stuff, get their cars worked on, and eat lunch like everybody else. So you can advertise to the lovers and the haters at clay at wyab 
com. And speaking of great companies, real quick, let me tell you about Lakeland Glass and Tent. They've been with me since day one. Day one, Jason Anderson and the team. I couldn't have, would not have even gotten this opportunity if it wasn't for them agreeing to come on day one. Um, if you need your home, car, or business windows tinted, Lakeland Glass and Tent. If you need your automobile glass replaced, your windshield, Lakeland Glass and Tent. And here's one of the things I love. Of course, there are Expels. Expel is the wrap. A lot of people call it 3M wrap. It ain't 3M. It's Expel. You can get your vehicle wrapped. You can get uh, the clear shield put on or what they're doing now. And they're also the Expel dealer of the year. And Expel also makes um, ceramic coating. And, you know, I know a thing or two about ceramic coating. They're doing ceramic coating and paint correction now at Lakeland Glass and Tent. And look, let me tell you, Jason Anderson don't halfway anything. It's going to be 100% right or it ain't going to be done or it's going to be done until it's right. So if you're interested in getting your vehicle ceramic coated, and look, let me tell you, the best time to get a vehicle ceramic coated is when it's brand new or when you just get it. Now, you know, it ain't going to cost you as much either if you get it done on the front end. If you got to spend 12, 13 hours doing paint correction, you're going to spend more money. It just is what it is. People don't work for free. So uh, check out Lakeland Glass and Tent. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee that. LakelandGlassandTent.com. And of course, don't forget they do wraps too. So if you need to uh, turn your vehicle into a rolling billboard with the Clay Edwards show on it, <laughs> make it look like something like a NASCAR. Uh, they can do that for you, too. Um, I, I'm not saying digital billboards don't work. Everything works in its – I think I think digital billboards work great for uh, advertising radio shows because you want people to turn their radio station immediately when they're in their car. I think digital billboards are great for that. But turn your car into a rolling billboard uh, at Lakeland Glass and Tent or just change the color. These new popular matte black colors and these other flat black and matte colors are very popular right now. see them a lot on high-end vehicles like Corvettes and Range Rovers and stuff like that. Get your vehicle done like that. All right. Uh, LakelandGlassIntent.com. Schedule your appointment there or give them a call. Very easy phone number. 601-946-1000, where quality matters. Lakeland Glass Intent. Obviously located on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. And uh, the, uh, the the tent sh- the windshield, I'm sorry, the tent shop and wrap shop is located on, and ceramic coating on uh, Flowood Drive. So but, uh, you can get all that information from them. 601 946 1,000. All right, Sean. <clears throat> you know, you, uh, you, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, we're, we're about to gay things up a little bit here. Okay. I was, well, I was before that, I was like, you brought up haters, right? And yep. that just made me think about that thing Cypher posted yesterday. The, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Look, I, I don't want to give him any more oxygen. Yeah, I get than, it. You know, I don't mind talking about his trial and all mm-hmm. that because it's news, it's relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging that, somebody's ghost running his Facebook page and yeah. giving him, giving him any, any oxygen. What is it? What do Democrats love to say? I can't believe you're platforming them. I don't want to platform. Do we them. say that? I've, not, I've never said that. You keep platforming them. Yeah. Anytime, anytime like a Democrat podcaster or a liberal podcaster or somebody would talk to somebody like a Joe Rogan, for instance, mm-hmm. would talk to anybody that went against the mask narrative or the COVID narrative or the vaccine narrative. Or they were a Trump supporter or something like that. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're platforming them. Ah, okay. You know, they call it deplatforming you know, when you take the platforms away. So that was like a big thing during COVID was you weren't allowed to talk to people on the other side. Yeah, because that kind of reminds me of, you know, we're watching that Bill Maher podcast. And uh, speaking of that, um, speaking of the hard knocks, which it's been with the Jets, which is Aaron Rodgers, Maher had him on to the show. And, you know, the listening to him on hard knocks and on this interview with Bill Maher, it's you kind of feel bad for him the way the media portrayed him as this just horrible guy that was out there you know lying about not getting vaccinated and all this stuff i mean it's like it was just completely misrepresentation of who he is it seems like to me at least yeah no i i, I agree um it's very interesting oh yeah that was the other thing too like he, he called hades about that God, oh yeah it was i mean that's i just sort of remember watching hard knocks every week because it's like I said, it's the jets and it's his first season with the jets so they're focusing on him a lot and you're like this guy really got the shaft on this it wasn't really fair you know the way he was treated so yeah i mean but i mean with that said i mean he went on rogan and kind of backed all of it up too mm-hmm. you know he was like i didn't see the rogan one i saw the bill maher one recently but... this episode of rogan's great Is i mean it? look i, I, I used, to watch it. i never liked aaron Rodgers until that and i said well this guy's about medical freedom and about mm-hmm. making your own choices and i was like, i can get down with it and you know that should not mean you're a conservative I don't. I don't think he is a conservative. No, I, think I don't he was just, I think he was just making a point. You know, yeah. like that's what he wanted to do, and and I think he got kind of just 
drug through the woods on that. Yeah, well, it was, you know, you know, I put this experimental thing in my body. I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. This is how I make my money. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, sh- I should have more say-so in this matter. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, oh, no, you want to kill your other players. You're a racist. I-, I love how they turn not wanting to get vaxxed into being racism because they kind of brainwash so many blacks to get vaxxed that if you did anything that they didn't do, you were somehow a racist. At least that's how it was portrayed down here in the South and in the media and the sports media in particular. It's one of the reasons I quit watching sports. Mm. I'm, t- I'm tiptoeing back in because, you know, I do love sports. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I and I feel like a lot of people do on some things. Like, you know, I, I, a lot of people are still Garth Brooks fans. A lot of people still listen to, you know, I still listen to Michael Jackson music, knowing what he allegedly did to kids. You know, it's like you try to compartmentalize. It's easy to compartmentalize Michael Jackson. He's dead and he ain't still doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's harder to compartmentalize stuff when it's constantly in your face, constantly. And it's like, okay, I can't compartmentalize your music from you because you don't shut the F up. Right. You know, I never want to hear another Bruce Springsteen song. It's Bruce said, see, I'm not paying yeah, attention to that. Yeah, Has he, he said did, something? It, yeah, just constant. A big hardcore lefty, you know. And, and I could go on and on and on. And it was, it was the same way with the NBA. I can never watch the NBA again. Mm. I mean, when they, they put Black Lives Matter on the court and put all the stupid sayings on the back of their jerseys. You know, they, they played that all-star game or the finals that year or something. And they all had political slogans instead of their mm. names. But none of them oh, said, I but I, I bet you MAGA wasn't allowed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I don't, I, this was the first year I watched NBA Finals in years. I'm just not a big basketball fan. I haven't been a big baseball and football fan, but I just didn't. I didn't. I don't even remember. But your, but to your point, sports, movies, music, getting political, kind of just takes away from you know what the what the art is or what the you know what the talent is. And I just I don't know. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was. I don't want to get into a Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, mean, you know, I get it. I mean, he, he's got he's got the right to do that. I, I just think that at the workplace ain't the place to do it. You, you know, that's kind of my thing. Like, go do that on your social media, in your personal time, all that. Being a hater or being just being politically active what, with the uniform on, it, it's like, I don't know, that's no. That's a no for me. You know, it'd be, like, I, I, it'd be like if I worked somewhere and I got on the company Facebook page and spewed my political stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's a, you know that's the I mean even like if you work when I work for the state, I mean you weren't allowed to go do that like on your on your company time. That was not something you were allowed to do. Your your political beliefs and those kinds of things, you're not allowed to do that. So yeah, I mean you so, get in trouble if you did it. I mean from what I remember. So I mean on your own time, do what you want to do. But. Football for the most part has pulled back from that. I mean there's still I think that erase racism nonsense in the end zones. When I, to me, I think the most racist bunch in the world are the people who are telling us to erase racism, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I, I can kind of ignore that because it, we're not constantly talking about it in press conferences. And, you know, I'll tell you what helped, too, is I quit watching, I mean, having a job does this. I quit watching those shows like First Take and mm. Undisputed and you know, these, these shows that are just people arguing back and forth about sports. It's so annoying. It is the worst show like, if I If I never hear Stephen A. Smith or uh, Skip Bayless again in my life, it'll be too soon. Is that the is that the gray-haired white guy, Skip Bayless? Or? I mean, he was blonde at one Ron. point, but... Those are the worst, you know, I'll have it on, so like, I don't have it on, but in my office, I've got a TV up there, and I just eventually, last year, I was like, I can't take this. Yep. Like, it's just, a, like, they're just yelling, like, this guy's a better running back than this guy, and this guy's, I'm like, you know, this is, it's it's horrible. It, it, those shows in that time slot are made for guys without mm-hmm. jobs to hang out at the barbershop all day or get to the bar at 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. It, you know, our, our college kids in dorm rooms, it, yeah. it, it ain't made for me anymore. And don't get me wrong, I used to be that guy. Okay. I mean, when I when I was in the nightclub business and only had to work three nights a week, I'd wake up and I'd watch that stuff every day. Mm-hmm. You know, but it ain't made for forty six year old Clay. Yeah, I guess it's well. I guess you know, sports rivalry is already natural outrage, so it's easy to stoke that. You can just stoke that by just making it worse and worse. And I, I just every time it's on, I just, just see two dudes yelling at each other the whole time. It, I mean, like like I used to despise Ole Miss and everything about Ole Miss. I didn't mm-hmm. like Ole Miss fans, and I just don't care anymore. I don't even hate Ole Miss anymore. <laughs> I, I just. I mean, that should tell, like, I'm sure some of my friends are listening now, and they're just, like, shocked to hear that. I just, I, I don't care anymore. Like, COVID mm-hmm. broke me on all that. I'm like, eh, I don't I don't want to fight with my friends and family about sports anymore. We got, we're on the same team about everything else, but that, I, I just don't, it, it sucked the energy out of it for me. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of that. I think as you get older, you realize it's kind of. I used to, I used to hate New York Jets fans because that's like our, one of our sure. Big division you're a Dolphins fan, yeah, yeah. And I uh, just like, but now these days, I just, I, you know, I watch the whole Hard Knocks with the New York. I couldn't believe it. I've never would have done that ten years ago. Like sat there and watched the New York Jets on Hard Knocks, like the my biggest like hated team all life. You know, like, <laughs> the, uh, the the main person I was hoping heard my comment there, uh, Tony. I won't say his last name, but uh, he says Ole Miss loves you, Clay. Yeah. Ole Miss loves you. Right? <laughs> Me and Tony had our fair share of arguments about State and Ole Miss. All right, <laughs> all right let's take a break. Real quick. I didn't attend on uh, this whole top, uh, this whole uh, segment being about that, but we're going to take a break real quick, and we're going to come back and uh, two topics, three topics we're going to hit before we get off the air. Let's tease it. Uh, there was a crappy situation on a Delta airline. <laughs> I want to. I'd like to know uh, what y'all think about that. Also. Sean ended up at a uh, decadence, which is the largest gay festival in the South over the weekend. Me and Kim Wade, it was great. Cla- claims it was by accident, <laughs> and uh, apparently Obama's gay and smokes crack. This is the Clay Edwards. Show. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, seven to nine a.m. on one. Hey, you're on there. Shalom. What's going on, world? Good morning, everybody. This Master Day. Let me get down to business. Uh, I just called a white liberal. I mean, yeah, it's a white liberal radio station, 90.1. I expressed to him by reparation. The thing about reparation is we ain't asking the government, this government of the United States of America, not one penny. When you sign that box that say give to the president, let's sign that box for $10 for every black citizen that's in America and pool our resource and get our own reparation. And those countries that are fighting and putting these imperial and colonialisms and whatever colonizers out of their country, the gold, the lithium, the phosphate, that's our money. We get out of Africa now because we have got white people in this country filthy, doggone rich, and the whole world rich, the Indians. Everybody's gotten rich off black people. Am I right or wrong? No, I don't know. You don't know. You're supposed to be an educated man. You don't know. You got, man, we got, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gotten rich off I white folks. Invite me on the show. I'll break it down to you. Everybody received reparations under colonialism except the black people. And now it's a thing going on now. Every white man want to marry a black woman. Every black woman. What is going on in that right there? I mean, you can marry who you want to, but why? It used, it used to be every time I turn on radio, say you see a man kissing the man. Now it's every white man. Last year it was black man and white woman. Now it's white man and white man and black woman. Why? Why is that? I can tell you why. Tell us. I'm gonna tell you. I I painted the other day, and I laid. I put this uh, sixty dollars a gallon paint out, and guess what? Something is in the air. It spotted up the whole paint coming out the air. And they just announced now, if you've been vaccinated one, two, three times, now they said don't wear the mask because everybody been vaccinated is going to catch this new variant. What in the little devil hell is going on, man? And now you got all these big talking, bad, boost-ass white boys. Y'all just sitting around talking about when, when y'all going to set it off. It ain't our fight no more. We can't fight for y'all no more. We fought in the Civil War. We did marvelous work. We fought in war. every war up until Christopher Adder, we've been fighting. <laughs> fight the fight, brother. Thank you, Master D. Who's that? Sean, Master D? Yeah, Master D. Uh, not Master P. Not to Master be confused. Not to be confused with Master P. It's Master D. Okay. Uh, well, what, what, I don't, I guess I. Have you got a black girlfriend? No. Racist. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying I don't. Um, But I'm just trying. What was it? I don't even know what that conversation was about. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be honest to everybody. I I have no idea what just happened. I mean, let's try. Does anybody know what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Every now and then. Every now and then you just got to let them talk, bro. I mean, okay. Let let people people talk. Go home and take my Lexapro. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, there's something, there's some kind of chemical in paint. That's uh, making white guys like black girls. Is oh. that what I is that what I got out of that? Or turning people gay or something? Dude, I don't know. I mean, I really have no idea what that was about. That was... Do you do you think that's what happened to Obama? I What's... thought he was talking about reparations for a minute, and then it was something about whatever else. I don't. Really... Was he talking about reparations? And then colonialism got thrown in there too. Oh, okay. Oh, I need uh, a flow chart. Let's transition. <laughs> okay. Tonight on Tucker, uh, on on his uh, ex page 
aka Twitter. At some point, I'm going to quit saying X and Twitter. Well, I'm just going to start calling it Twitter. Come on, again. Elon, just call it Twitter again. All right. I mean, Twitter. you know, just call it's it. Be, it's a hard shift for me. Yeah, All right. Me too. It's tough. I, okay, so I thought Larry Sinclair was dead. I, mm. I, to be honest, I thought he got killed a couple years ago, but apparently Larry Sinclair is not dead. This is Larry Sinclair. And, hey, look, I've been telling you all f- for a long time that this happened. And I, I, look, Tucker ain't going to have nobody on there telling lies. I, I firmly believe Tucker is a credible is a credible individual and, you know, he has proof and, you know, he ain't going to run conspiracy theories just for the sake of it. Now, we can argue about that back and forth, whatever y'all want. But <clears throat> anyway, this is the one-minute teaser. And guys, I, I, I want to explain. If you have kids in the car, I try to do this kind of stuff late in the second hour so y'all don't, you already got your kids out of the car. Kids don't need to hear this. So you got five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. Even though you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. He was just the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, is, is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional, or that he's bisexual, or like, what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time, and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president, and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. Tonight on Tucker, at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, so that's 5 p.m. Central Time. That is, uh, that's a, that is um, about to get real around here. Well, here's what I'm reading. I just pulled this article, Clay. It said that Tucker Carlson decided to revive this story that he was initially on Adam Carolla's podcast back in 2008. Is that what, is that what you recall? Something like that. And it said that, uh, so he took a lie detector test and failed, according to what I'm reading right here. So I don't know. Maybe that's not why lie didn't become too popular back then. I mean, look, who really trusts lie detector tests? <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, forget about that. Right. Well, I, mean, you know, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the guy. Seems completely not credible, but yeah. I mean, nobody believes lie detector tests. You know, when when, when they show it real that somebody's been abducted by aliens. I know you uh, want this story to be true, my friend. I know you do. I know you do. I know bro, you do. Even Obama's autobiographer <laughs> came out and said that Obama, in his autobiography, soon soon to be released autobiography, talks about he fantasized about having sex with men. I mean, well. You know, um, just kind of this. Find the real guy that he slept with, and I don't think it's this guy. I, th- I think it was. I think it was. All right. Well, let's. Uh, so, are you f- familiar with uh, July third, twenty fourteen? No, Joan what? Joan Rivers. That refresh my recollection. Well, about as I would say in court. So I think can we can we agree that that uh, Joan Rivers is not a alt right conspiracy theorist? I don't know what what are her political. I have no god. I, is she still alive? Point exactly. I have no idea. Uh, she may be dead, but in 2014, July 3rd, 2014, she wasn't. She okay. was, uh, she was doing this. Okay. Miss Rivers, how are you? You made you made a ton of news right. officiating the wedding in New York yesterday. Is this like a is this like a new uh, cottage uh, career move for you? I am so excited. Okay. And I should do very well because I don't charge. And do you think that the country will see the first the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman president? Well, we already president? have it with Obama, so. Let's just calm down. Got it. You know Michelle is a trans. Uh, I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. It's okay. Why would Joan Rivers say that? I don't know. I'm, I'm not Joan Rivers. I mean, if you're going to try to get me to say Obama's gay, I'm not going to say that. If he is, I don't care. I still would have voted for him anyway. I mean, maybe he is gay. I'm just, I, don't, I don't happen to believe this Larry Sinclair guy. I'm just... Everybody watch it. Even Tell if, me if you believe him. Even if you don't believe Larry Sinclair, you got to believe Joan Rivers. I got. I, why do I got to believe Joan Rivers? Well, she's famous. She's okay. I mean, I don't know why I got to believe Joan Rivers. I'm gonna look at this up. Is Joan still alive? Wasn't she drunk all the time and crazy? That's what I remember. I mean, not but, to say that. Look, maybe he's gay. Yeah, she's dead. She died in 14. Actually, I just pulled that up. All right, um, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> let's argue the unprovable. I guess we could do that. Let's take a break. Face mask work. Face mask <laughs> Vaccines work. work. That's it. 
All right, we'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show to land the plane for the day. All right, welcome back in here to the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkron on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, follow us on social media. Follow me on social media. Just go at SaveJXN across all platforms. At SaveJXN, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm everywhere. Twitter, of course. I'm just trying to blow, blow it up on Twitter, man. Y'all go give me a follow there on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it today. Hey, look, Sean, I mean, everybody's texting in here. Um, I got a call, too, during the break. Mm-hmm. Joan Rivers died about two weeks after making that that statement. Um, That's I, it. I have an outpatient Michelle cosmetic did surgery. <laughs> Michelle did it. Having an elective cosmetic surgery. She was 81. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, caller, you got about 30 seconds. A good big uh, deal on this end. Uh, for Master T, ask him how come the in Constitution they made black people three-fifths of a vote. Also ask him why the uh, Northern Mills in the House of Representatives, where they had the voting power, voted to export tariff on cotton in 1860. And that's the reason we uh, succeeded from the Union. And also there's a video of Michelle or Mike Obama and Barack Obama dancing on a dance floor. And she's wearing a green, or he's wearing a green silk dress, and it's very his uh, genitalia are definitely protruding through the dress. Yep, I've seen but it. You might want to uh, clear up any uh, misconceptions about people. Appreciate Y'all have it. a great day and uh, have, have a wonderful way. Yes, yeah. I mean totally. I mean he's a she, she's a he. Hey, I, I tell you what, he was he was at Decadence Fest with me. I'm going to admit it, everybody. He was oh. there. We were dancing at Razoo's. It's raining, man, and we were. I have no doubt. That's what we did. Me, me, Michelle, and Brock was great. In in 10 seconds here, I believe that the left don't want to admit Obama's gay because they still want to prance out the first gay president. They still need that Trump card. I want the right to have the first gay president. Like we were talking at the break. That would be great. The right having the first gay president. Boom, boom. Back on the road. All right. Okay, look. Since I teased it, we'll we'll do this first. But I just found another story I did want to talk about. Um, and so it had been yesterday morning, I guess, around two a.m., four a.m. So here it is. According to the High Patrol, the incident happened around four twelve a.m. on Highway eighty. Three people are dead after a police chase resulted in a multi-vehicle accident Wednesday. So a um, there were four little. Four little, uh, we'll call them people, were in a 2013 Hyundai Elantra attempting to evade law enforcement. They were traveling, uh, oh, it don't matter what they were doing. They were running from the police, and they ran a red light, presumably, and they hit a Dodge Ram truck. The driver of the Ram was all right. Three passengers uh, had been, two of them got thrown, thrown from the vehicle, and they were found on road dead. Another one died, I believe, in the car. Three passengers have been identified. 18-year-old Jemiah Smith of Canton, 25-year-old Jalen Black of Jackson, and 30-year-old Dante Ingram of Jackson. Imagine that. Jackson and Canton teaming up. They're right to, to steal cars in Jackson. <clears throat> you know, imagine for a second. The last thing on this earth you do is run from the police in a stolen Hyundai. A Lantra, not even a Sonata. On a Lantra. A, a stolen Elantra. Not 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 a Corvette. Not a Porsche. Not a Ferrari. Not even a Chevy or a Ford. On a Lantra. Have, have some respect for yourselves. A, a 20, what year Elantra? What year did it say? A twenty third, a ten year old Elantra. I mean, I don't know. It ought, it ought not even be a felony for stealing a ten year old Elantra. What, what is that? What is a? What's grand larceny now? A thousand dollars? Used to be five hundred bucks. I found out the hard way one time when I was under eighteen. Come on, man. I mean, if you're going to be out here doing doing dirt in the city, make it worth your while. You're going to die over it. Make it worth your while. Pull over. <laughs> Dang it. Parents, get a hold of your kids. 
Canton, Jackson Moms, the meritocracy. Get a hold of your kids. Get a hold of your babies. Now, I'm sure. I'm sure.、Uh, I did a live feed yesterday from the house. I've been br- I'm trying to bring the live feeds back, the live, sh- live streams, not live feed, live streams back. Had a good time the last two days doing them. I did one yesterday afternoon. And、uh, one of our good friends, Roger, brought it up. He said, Yeah, you know, the mamas, they're going to be all over the place. They're my babies. The police shouldn't have been chasing my babies. He's a good kid. He ain't doing nothing wrong. He was going places. He was going to jail. That's the only place he was going. Jail. Kid wasn't going places. I mean, look, I, we never want to see anybody die. That's the whole point of this. That's the, that's the whole point. In, the, in this stuff, I don't want to see these kids. I want, I want to see every one of these kids become future rocket scientists. We'll all be better for it. But first, but first, they got to quit being thugs. They, I mean, you got an 18 year old. Let me pull this back up. You got an 18 year old, a 25 year old, and a 30 year old. Now, that's a strange question. Age group to be rolling together anyway. What's that 30 year old doing with his life that he's hanging out with an 18 year old? What's that 25 year old doing with his life he's hanging out with an 18 year old? I can see the 25 and the 30 year old hanging out. I mean, you're out stealing cars with somebody that much younger than you. That's an issue. I gotta send this text real quick. Got some guests outside the door and it's locked. On air. Come on, guys. All right. Yeah, a lot of y'all are texting me in. What do they call them in Jackson? What do they call them students in Jackson? They, they don't call them students, they call them scholars. Y'all's little scholars ain't, ain't being very, very,、uh, very smart. Again, don't want to see anybody die. Prayers up for the families, all that good stuff. But y'all got to do better. This, this starts at home. Good Lord, man. I mean, I stole a bicycle once when I was a kid. Ended up being a racing bike. It was worth over $500. I caught a grand larceny charge as a minor. Luckily, I was a minor. You know, but that dang, we weren't stealing cars. I mean, they steal cars for sport in Jackson. I don't think there's a big chop shop circuit. I'm sure there's chop shops in Jackson. Don't get me wrong. If there's an illegal operation. Going on anywhere. It's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. I think kids just stealing cars to joyride in. And now they didn't lost their life. I mean, find something else to do. I mean, y'all keep telling me, Clay, these kids ain't got nothing to do in Jackson. I mean, y'all keep building basketball courts. That ain't, that, that ain't stopping this. I mean, every time I turn around, it's a community center, it's a basketball court. I saw where they tore down Jackson Square finally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tore down Jackson Square about 30 years too late. And I guess they're going to build some basketball courts there. That, this city needs another basketball court like I need a hernia. I, I, I don't think basketball courts are stopping the violence. Then every time you see these kids, now I hadn't seen a big outbreak of this this summer, and I, and I 100% credit this. To the Capitol Police. 100%. I ain't seen all the nonsense of these kids riding their four wheelers and dirt bikes on the street this year. Now, I'm sure they're still doing it in parts of South and West Jackson. But that,、uh, that downtown, Fondren, Bellhaven, it had become a really bad situation over there. Normally, I get a bunch of pictures from people, and every time I post them, at least they ain't out murdering and killing nobody. First off, murdering and killing are the same thing. First of, first of all, <laughs> murdering and killing are the same thing. These ain't out robbing and stealing and killing. So, so, if they can't ride their four wheelers and dirt bikes on the streets, the next thing is, well, guys, we got to go rob and kill somebody. I'm bored. That, I mean, in the escalation of, of events, it goes straight from robbing and killing. I mean, riding four wheelers and dirt bikes on the street illegally to robbing and killing. 
not read a book, watch TV, play a video game, do some push-ups, work out, holler at a girl. None of that. I can think of a dozen. Hang out in a parking lot. It goes straight to robbing businesses, carjacking folks, killing folks, stealing cars. I know carjacking and stealing cars is technically not the same thing. Carjack is that the person that's driving the car is in it. Stealing it is when it's in the driveway or not occupied. Yeah, got a text on the Guns of Gear text line. How about get a job? Yeah. That that that's that's what this all comes back down to. Get a dang job. I don't want to work at no fast food restaurant. I don't either. Learn a trade. Learn how to do something. Pull your pants up. Learn how to speak the proper language, proper English, and you'll get a good job. Ain't nobody gonna hire you for a quote unquote real job. If you replace the word I don't know with I don't, I don't, ain't happening. Now, when you get 46 years old and you've mastered the English language like I have and you can get a radio show, you can make jokes about I don't and mine and have a little fun with abonics and slang. But if you can't even work the deep fryer at McDonald's yet, you ain't earned the right to bastardize the English language. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'll be right back here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.